0: The soldiers storm the fortress, swords and shields in hand. They break through the walls and slay the opposing soldiers. They've taken the final fortress. They control all of Mercia. King Egbert is crowned the first king of England. The British monarchy is the kings and queens for all its time. Until the last decade, they controlled all of the government of Great Britain and were the most powerful people in all of England. Now, they still have a king and queen, but have a prime minister who is voted in by the people and is the head of their government. The British monarchy was and is a very important part of the world's history. Since 600 AD, England has been extremely powerful, and this has all revolved around their powerful monarchs and leaders. We will talk about some important kings or queens who rose to power, as many have overthrown the main bloodline, uh, started by King Alfred the Great, and is still going on to this day with Queen Elizabeth. We will also talk about Wessex or early England, and what they had to do to sacrifice to become a country important early monarchs in history of monarchs power. Welcome to the Stuff You Should Know podcast, the bite-sized show that teaches you all the things you never knew, you never knew. One lesson at a time, find your seat, classes in session.
1: Today you have your two hosts, Michael and Brecken. I'm Michael and he's Brecken. The topic we will be discussing today is the British monarchy. It's worth listening to because we have in-depth facts of one of the greatest monarchies of history. Stay to find more interesting and hidden facts about the British monarchy. Sit back, relax, and leave a like if you enjoy the podcast.
0: First, we were talking about early England or Wessex. Now, Wessex was an area in England that would later unite all of England. At the time, England was a bunch of small towns and fortresses uh, and were not a whole country. Now in England there were t- now in England there were two different groups Saxon who were Christian and Dane who were Norse. When the when the first recognized king of England, King Egbert, took control of Wessex, his goal was to unite England into one country. This would take seven kings, including Egbert, Aethiowuth, Aethiobald, Athelbert, Alfred the Great, and others. Now, Wessex had a very powerful army, and over the generations it began to take control more and more of the land until it met the Danes. Now England would be ruled over under god and saxon beliefs and when the danes heard of this they would not agree to be part of this union union which led to a great war between the saxons and danes the early monarchs were the war generals and are most notably king alfred the great whose tactics would drive many battles and have a big part in driving the danes back to norway and unite all of england
1: all right so now for our next subject for subtopic, we have the kings and queens of England, and what I have here are the first few that did some notable things. So first, as Brecken mentioned, was Egbert, and he was the first monarch to establish a stable rule over England, which was Wessex at the time. Next, we have Athelstan, which he eventually conquered all of England, which lasts with Northumbria in 927. Then we have Edward the Martyr. He was one of the youngest kings and became king at age 12 and sadly died only three years later. Wow. Next we have Æthelred II the Unready and he was king at age 10 and he was known as the Unready because he was unable to organize a resistance against the Danes. And then for last one we have Edwig which became he became king at 16 and he is notable because his Cause of death is unknown when you die at age twenty.
0: That's interesting. It's very dangerous being a monarch in this time. Uh, there, there were sixty one monarchs in all, I and mean, they're still going on till this day. Fifty three were men, but eight were women. Oh very interesting. Uh, so next up, we will ta- be talking of how sorry, um, how monarchs rose to power in like not the main bloodline. There's a main bloodline which I talked about before. These are some of the interesting overthrown one, and even as we'll talk about a civil war. Uh, the first one as we've already talked about about the unready was Sven F- Forkbeard. Sven F- uh, Forkbeard was the Danish king um, and he when he attacked England, the II was unready and he just plowed right through and became king for a little under a year before they were e- uh, able to get a very powerful military that took back their throne and the Second was restored. Um, this would not be the last of uh, Forkbeard's family though as Canute, his son, would then lead very powerful attacks against England and would later become their king. Now what's interesting about him is that he uh, was a very powerful tactician to the point where England began to see him as a very powerful ruler um, and better than Edmund II, the newest king, um, Elthrid's son. Um, They thought that Canute was a very powerful uh, leader and could be a very valuable asset Um, In trying to take control of more and more land. And so when he destroyed multiple and multiple uh, of Edmund's armies, uh, no one else is standing in the way for Canute to become king. He would then become king for 21 years as a Dane, which was unheard of at the time. Him, his son, and his uh, grandson would then, for the next uh, 42 years, uh, rule England before the main bloodline would uh, come back. Now, the second one we're talking about is going to be William I, the Conqueror. Now, he was a Norman king that was such a good tactician that he was voted in by the people in uh, Norm- um, and he sent very powerful attacks again to an unready England, which he would then take control. Uh, he would then, him and his family would then last four generations before the first civil war started between Henry the. Sorry, Steph, uh, King Stefan and Henry II. Um, Henry II was part of the main bloodline, while Stefan was part of the um, was part of uh, William the First family. And they had two equally side-powerful uh, parts of England wanting each other to be king, which was very unheard of. This uh, then led to a civil war, which King Henry II would win and restore the family bloodline. This was the last time that someone that wasn't a part of this family bloodline would take control
1: of the throne. I think that is very interesting, as I did not research anything about that. But one thing I did. History. But one thing I did research was that um, uh, England, their own people, they overthrew the monarchy, and Charles II restored that in 1660.
0: Yep.
1: Now, for our last subtopic, we'll be talking about the powers throughout history. Now, today. They mainly have representative duties and are often thought of as celebrities. In the past, however, they basically had full control over everything and their everything at the time was about 25% of the world's population. So their current power is only a fraction of what it used to be. Today, they reign over 16 realms of England, known as the British Commonwealth, as well as 14 overseas territories. They were believed to have gotten their status from the gods and were worshiped by many. Some interesting facts include: the royal family aren't allowed to play Monopoly, non-royals aren't allowed to touch them unless the royals initiate contact, but this rule is often ignored. And the Queen doesn't need a passport nor a license. And you can't to ascend and you can't ascend to the throne if you are married into royalty. Today, the current monarch gets to choose the prime minister, which he is basically, which he is basically the head of Parliament. In the past, several royal houses fought for the throne, as Brecken mentioned earlier, and representative duties I mentioned earlier are things like bestowing honors, like a medal of bravery.
0: That's really interesting. There was a lot of monarchs, a lot of powers through them. it is cool. Uh, now that you know all about the British monarchy, be sure to like and follow if you enjoyed. Thank you for uh, hanging out.